listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. Now, we wanted to just get back into something momentarily here that we covered on the program yesterday. Right. And we got a lot of backup from Mark and Neanderthal listeners. Yeah, we got a lot. Of, we had a friend of ours tell us an amazing story about yeah, this. Yeah, proper proper technique for leaving voicemails for your significant other. And and this came up because watching this documentary on HBO, I'll be gone in the dark, and it and it features this this writer Michelle McNamara and her husband at the time, Pat Oswald, who's the actor and the comedian, and yeah, highly recommended by the way. But they play back these voicemails that were left by Pat Oswald to his wife Michelle. Right. And each one of them, they, they play the actual audio. Each one of them starts with, hi, this is Patton. I'll pick up dinner on the way home. Hi, this is Patton. I'll pick up, you know, I can't remember, the, I'll, I'll pick up Alice from school. And I was like, that's, and, and my wife said something to me after it was over. She goes, didn't you think those voicemails were weird? And I was like, yeah, I really did. If you're married to somebody or been dating somebody for a while, do you identify yourself when you call them? Leave a voicemail? No, mine, well, you know, and, and I'm divorced now for obvious reasons, but every time my ex-wife and I would leave messages with each other, it would be, hey, it's me. Yeah. I like, like Plus, we, either, even that, I even knew, here's the thing, I know this is going to kind of sound crazy, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brag a little bit here. I even knew what her voice sounded like. <laughs> sure. She didn't, I knew that if yeah. she left a message and she didn't say, hi, it's me, I knew it was her. All right, well, here's, here's my wife, here's just the beginning. This is proper voicemail technique. Hey, babe, it's me. Um, I will be coming home earlier than Hey, expected. babe, it's me. Yeah. I mean, the babe thing's a little creepy, but okay. <laughs> well, it's not <laughs> creepy between spouses. <laughs> My favorite from yesterday was this one. We were talking to this one woman. Yeah. Asking her if she was married. Yeah. And how her vows go. Yeah. Hey, baby, I'm stopping by to do something. Hey, babe. And I will be home later. Love you. Bye. You'd never say your name, right? He would know that. I don't have to say my name. <laughs> I've been married for 25 years. If he doesn't know who I am by now, then I'm in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. That's, that means you haven't made much of an impact over 25 years. If yeah. You, if you, I just thought it was so strange to identify. Actually... We should tell this story. Yeah, this, yeah, Paul, actually, we should, Paul and we, I have this mutual friend. Yeah, we're going to keep his name out of it, but yeah, and it's weird. He was telling us that his spouse is strange when, when he calls his spouse. You know, obviously, our friend Steve's... Or, uh, I no, gave no, his name. Go, our nice friend job. Steve's Way name is in, is, is in his spouse's <laughs> phone. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. But, you, you, not only do you have your name in the phone, but usually it's connected to the actual phone number. So even <laughs> even if you don't have it connected like as a contact, when that number comes up, you know your spouse's yeah. cell phone number. You know, you go, oh, okay, I know who this is. So he, he'll call his spouse, <laughs> and his spouse will pick up the phone and answer like this. Hello? <laughs> What the hell? Hello? Hello? As if you don't know it. You know, here's the thing. Mark and I, Mark and I are not intimately related outside of this show, right? And even Mark, and I know this is the, this is just equally as stupid. Every time Mark calls me and we talk every afternoon at 4.30, we do, despite what you hear every morning on the show, we actually plan this thing. Right. And Mark will call and I look and I see Mark and I pick it up and my, how do I answer the phone? What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. What, if, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you mean? What am yeah. I doing? I'm calling you, you idiot. Yeah, occasionally if you... You know, if I'm driving home and you've forgotten something, you call me. I, I see your name on my dashboard. I pick it up. I don't go, hello. Hello? I, I say. As if, like, you don't know who it is. Yeah, I say, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know you forgot something to tell me or, you yeah, know, yeah. I know we got some, some, some business to talk about. So I don't. Yeah. 
So don't, here's the thing. Don't waste time with hello. That's so I was strange. Just say it's it's the weirdest thing in the world. If you know the person, I think hello is a little <laughs> bit impersonal. I think it's it's almost off putting. It might be the the telephone equivalent of a middle finger. Or also or like, like, what do you want? Hello. We were, <laughs> we were talking to somebody else yesterday who said when somebody else calls him and they they talk all the time, he'll pick it up and say, "Hi, this is Dave." And the guy who's calling says, "I already knew that." <laughs> I'm calling you. I'm calling you. <laughs> anyway, so then, there's your anyway. That's proper spousal technique for, yes, your, for your voicemail okay, stuff. Okay, then. Hi, this is Israel. It's time to, for uh, Spanish. As a public service, and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking time out for Spanish. We've got Chuck from Tempe on the phone, and he's going to play. Now, Chuck, what we're going to do here is give you a Spanish-language phrase and then ask you to translate it using three English-language choices. We've got a Harley-Davidson swag bag from Chandler Harley-Davidson up for grabs. Are you ready to go? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, we're ready, Chuck. Here comes your Spanish phrase. La dureza de la mantequilla es directamente proporcional a la suavidad del pan. Did you hear that? Wow. Yep. Barely. I know. Let's give it to you again. La dureza de la mantequilla es directamente proporcional a la suavidad del pan. It's a good news, bad news situation here, Chuck. The good news is I've given you three English translations to pick from. The bad news is you have no idea which one it is. Is it A, no one is listening until you make a mistake? B, for every action, there is an equal and opposite criticism. <laughs> Or C, the hardness of butter is directly proportional to the softness of the bread. Which one is it? Wow. Well, I think I'm going to have to go with C on this one. C, C, you're better at this than you thought. Yeah, very nice, Chuck. Well played, Chuck. Excellent job. Excellent. Thank you. Time out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. now other business must be attended to oh boy here we go oh it's corona coronavirus worse than music from billy ray cyrus yeah so we'll keep you updated here on what's happening with the coronavirus but also toss some funny jokes your way as we do a coronavirus update with jokes all right well it looks like Seven million American school kids are going to have to begin their school year virtually from home working online. Seven million U.S. students. I believe it. And I think we've got until, was it next Monday to decide how we're going to do that or next Friday? The, uh, it's I believe it's next Friday, but there are next certain Friday. kids who are, who are already back. At, you know, school districts start at different times here, so it's already started in some ways. All right. Three guys are in a bar aged 40, 60, and 80. Okay. 40-year-old guy looks at the other two and says, you know, when my wife and I were just married, we'd do it every single day, any position you can imagine. Now, I'm lucky if we can average once a week. The 60-year-old guy looks and goes, once a week? Hey, where do you get to my age? Once a month is what I consider an active sex life. And the 80-year-old looks at both of them and goes, what a sad pair you two guys are. I'm an old fart. I bang my wife almost every day of the week. The other two look at him, really? He goes, yeah, it's true. Almost on Monday, almost on Tuesday, <laughs> almost on Wednesday. <laughs> so, 
We've got no movies, right? Uh, as far as I know, yeah. yeah. Can't go to the movies. Well, Harkins is doing something about it. They're fighting back against coronavirus. They're doing a pop-up drive-in movie this weekend. Okay. At the Chandler Fashion Mall. They're going to set it up right in the parking lot. Oh, I did see this. Yeah. yeah. You know. Are they do- they're doing all the, all the Star Wars movies? Uh, no. But you're close. Okay. Friday night is going to be Black Panther. Saturday night will be The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Yeah, you know, and it'll be, a, you know, you drive in with your car. You can go to their website for details. But right. Yeah, I think it's will... like 35 bucks a carload. Yeah, and, you know, social distancing. They got a way to do concessions. They, yeah. got, they got most of that stuff figured out. So yeah. that's at least something to give us a smile as we work our way, muddle our way through coronavirus. Sure. Hey, did you hear about the guy who was abducted and kept prisoner by a bunch of mimes? I did not hear about the guy who was abducted and kept prisoner by a bunch of mimes. Uh, They did unspeakable things to him. Oh, no. (laughs) Sturgis starts this weekend, technically tomorrow. Yeah. They're expecting half a million people in Sturgis, South Dakota. In a town like that, it's going to be hard to social distance that many people. Masks are not required. Just saying. So there you go. You you decide what you want to do if you want to go to Sturgis. But it starts tomorrow. Half a million people. The mayor of Sturgis says, we can't stop people from coming, so why bother trying? Essentially, is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. No travel restrictions from those from hotspot states either. So nobody has to quarantine. Nobody has to worry about anything. Just show up and do whatever it is that you need to do. All right, then. Just keep in mind, South Dakota, prior to tomorrow, had some of the lowest coronavirus cases in America. Yeah. That all changes in 24 hours. A priest and imam... You know what an imam is? It's a religious person. Religious, yeah, religious yeah. figure. And a rabbit walk into a blood bank. <laughs> the rabbit says, I think I might be a typo. <laughs> and so there you have your coronavirus update with jokes. What a day it was yesterday for, for Governor Doug Ducey. I'm telling you. It's like being, uh, it's like getting a star on your forehead. What was the old show, Queen for a Day? Something like yeah, that. It's like from I, the I 50s guess. or something. Yeah, that's where they, where they take uh. an average schmuck housewife out of nowhere. Some, just some some wench in the middle of nowhere in suburbia, and they make her feel like a rock star for a day. Yeah, well, That's our governor. That's well, what happened yesterday. He, 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 you know, he kind of was a rock star yesterday. He was at the White House. He even, you know, they did the whole meeting. Like, you see President Trump... Or whatever president is in office at the time, in that office where there's the two big chairs. Still don't know the name of that room. Yeah, they're they're kind of pointed towards each other, but not totally, so they can still face out at the mass of reporters. But That's not but, the Oval Office, right? I don't think so. Okay. But he has like, you know, the other chair is always going to be like a head of state, somebody very famous, some, you know, a dignitary. Governor Doug Ducey was in that chair yesterday. Yeah, keep that in mind. Governor Doug Ducey, dignitary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and man, oh, man. It was Governor. It was it was President Trump, Governor Ducey, and Doctor Burks. Right. You know the scarf lady. Yeah. And they're all sitting there, and they were just heaping praise on Governor Ducey for uh, his handling of the coronavirus. Effusive is the word I yeah. would use. While still keeping things safe through this common sense approach. So you're proud of the governor? You said very proud of the governor. That's fantastic. Huh? Wow. Well, 
proud of you. That's a great, that's a great success. More it's to great, do, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, more to do, but that's a fanta- really a fantastic job in Arizona. We appreciate it. Now, whether or not that praise is accurate is a subject for debate at another time. You know what, though? But by other people. I want you to think, I want you to listen to that again for yeah. a second. While go. still keeping things safe through this common sense approach. So you're proud of the governor, you said. Very proud of the governor. That's fantastic, huh? Wow. Proud of you. That's a great. That's a great success. More to do, but thank yeah, you. More to do, but that's a fanta- really a fantastic job in Arizona. We appreciate it. Oh, they took his breath away. Yeah, a little sure. bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It was a little bit going on there. So, well, you know what was? I'm telling you, the governor was probably channeling his inner flounder, and this was going on inside of his head. Oh boy, is this great! <laughs> Yeah, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. When you listen to the clip, it's like you can picture them patting him on the head. Yes. Wow. Think, I'm proud it, of you. it really is. And it, it is because it's sort of half-ass passive-aggressive, too. Like, he's like, oh, look at you. Look at the little boy. I'm proud of you. Our little you. boy's growing up. It's so cute. I, cried. I was laughing yesterday when I saw that. I was like, how do you come out of that without a swelled head? And, and if you've ever Impossible. seen, have you ever seen Deucey's head? It is copious, if you will. We got to pass this along. Remember, we, we this talked is so earlier. Stupid! This is ridiculous. We talked earlier about Harkins. They're going to do like a pop-up drive-in thing this weekend at Chandler Fashion Mall. Yep. Well, good. They're doing Black Panther and uh, The Empire Strikes Back on two, you know, Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah, a good opportunity for you to get the kids and the family out and just sit in front of a movie and, and just get out of the house. That's yeah. really the, sort of the good Something idea. Different. Roll like, the windows down. You know, whatever you need to do. They have this going on in Portland. It's like the you know the local cinema chain is doing it in their own parking lot, the big parking lot behind the movie theater because you can't have people in the movie theater. And what are they calling it? Uh, I I don't know. Like but a, it's like a film. Is it a, is a series or it's something like, like a that? series of okay. movies? So All right. this is. Let me just read it to you. All right. A Portland, Oregon Cinema Center's summer drive-in movie series has pulled the screening of the 1990 Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy Kindergarten Cop after some community and staff members complained that the film is out of step with local and national concerns about over-policing. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> it, Are you serious? Is, yeah, I'm serious. This is crazy. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so because because nationwide we're having a, a discussion and obviously there are protests going on, Portland being one of the places in the country that's happening, Kindergarten Cop is being used in as, a, as an example of over-policing, a yeah, film that glorifies and, over... There's no policing in the movie! <laughs> it's... Listen, it's a good discussion to have, this national discussion. Right, right, no, no, I get it. But kindergarten cop. It should be an ongoing discussion. So you can always make policing more effective and better. Sure, and nobody, look, nobody is is a fan of anybody getting beaten. I mean, just knock it off. That's not cool. But... But this is great. Okay, here's one of the people who was commenting on it. She says, uh, there's a national reckoning on over-policing, so it's a weird time to revive kindergarten cop. There's, Shut up! There's nothing entertaining about the presence of police in schools. I highly disagree. I do, too. I, I think, love that movie. Yes. It's 30 years old. I would go back and watch it tonight and still laugh at it. I may do that. Yeah, I no. mean, sometimes we look for layers. I mean, we look, we try and look so far beneath the surface. Right. That we find things that aren't really there. You know what? You know what Arnold would tell you to do? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, Stop that's exactly it. what he would say. It's ridiculous. I tell you, I'm, I'm, you know, listen, politically, I lean a little bit left of center and right. proud of it. Right, sure. But for God's sake, this is insane. This is embarrassing. I Look, here's the deal. Uh, first of all, I understand the point. 
uh, you know, movies about cops in schools and stuff like that. Like, it's, look, how is Kindergarten Cop a problem, but Twenty One Jump Street wasn't? Where right. gonna... he's not, he's not beating down the kids. He's yes. trying to, he's trying to find this parent of one of the kids who's a criminal, who's a very bad man, and 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 and, and obviously an obsessive parent. <laughs> the, the, the child is in yeah, danger. This right. is this is an example of big bad oh. man doing good things for kids. Paul, give me a, give me a minute here. This is just God, it's. This story is giving me a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. I'm just telling you, it's giving me a headache. I'm glad it's not a tumor. tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. all. Okay, to make make things more absurd, they're replacing Kindergarten Cop with a second screening of John Lewis, Good Trouble, the new documentary about the civil rights icon, which is a movie that should be seen. But not in place of kindergarten cop. Give me twins in place of kindergarten cop. Give yeah. me something. Give me some. Well, first of all, John, and don't get me wrong. The, John, the story of John Lewis is amazing. However, I'm not sure. Let's look at the two. Let's compare and contrast. <laughs> kindergarten cop. All right, Arnold Schwarzenegger. At the end, there is a fight scene between him and uh, uh, um, I can't remember the guy's name. Richard but, uh, Tyson, Richard Tyson who, I, who I am often compared yeah. to. Um, and you get those two have a, a fairly violent skirmish. But right. the most of the movie, the John Lewis movie, is going to be full of police officers. Putting fire hoses on people, shooting them across the bridge, trying to crowd maintain, and beating guys with billy clubs. Right. It's an important thing to be to see, and sure. it's an important thing to know about, but not in place of kindergarten cop. It's like going to the movies expecting to see Caddyshack, and they throw Sophie's Choice at you. All right? It's yeah, not that's, that's, the same thing. Yeah, my head hurts now, too. All right. I'm not, it's not a tumor, but it could be. Okay, so we just gave away, uh, you know, courtesy of Lerner and Rowe. Lerner and Rowe gives back the $200 gift card yep. that you can use. Yeah, it's a grocery gift card to fill your fridge. But we just gave it away <laughs> to to this gentleman. We asked this gentleman what his name was, and he told us. This is Bo Womack. Bo Womack. Bo Womack. Yes, sir. You know, with a name like that, you should really be a country artist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name, Bo Womack. Come on, man. He's warming up for Luke Bryan on the next country tour. Bo Womack. He's either going to be a country artist or like one of those wrestlers that would be on on Saturday morning that they would feed to the champion at the time. You mean the the jobber? The man man whose job it is to lose to the bigger wrestler? Yeah. Can you hear me? I'm Gordon Tully. We'd like to welcome this young upstart from Cleveland, Ohio, Bo Womack, who has the opportunity (laughs) of a lifetime facing Missouri State heavyweight champion Harley Race, who could really, really make a name for himself here this evening. <laughs> Bo Womack. We haven't seen a lot of Bo Womack. We'll see how he does against Abdullah the Butcher. Well, he's a scrappy individual, not a whole lot of history behind him, but this is just an opportunity for him to, to announce his his opening up on a, on a major stage here. You know, <laughs> or he and, could and, be, seven he could minutes be. later, he gets, he, he gets <laughs> pummeled. Uh, you know, we felt really good about this youngster. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. Let's get some medical, phys- medical personnel out here to take yep. care. Attend to Bo Womack. We'll give you an update on his physical condition after this. <laughs> Or he's a member of that very, very legendary country comedy duo. You saw him on the Nashville Network, Womack and Wopat. Bo Womack, Tom Wopat, they revolutionized bluegrass comedy. Tonight on the Nashville Network, it's a Woe Woe Wednesday as, <laughs> as Tom Wopat and Bo Womack star in Whoa, What's This? Right now, Bo Womack is like, this was not worth $200. Yes, exactly. I'm not, not sure. Not at all. He got his $200 worth. <laughs> 
There you go. All right. There's no then. such thing as a free lunch, Bo. Enjoy your fr- <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your fridge that's, being filled. That's a great name. I love that. <laughs> it name. certainly is. Yeah, he could be. You know, that's he could a cool be a, name. He could be uh, the, the the hot young doctor on General Hospital. Oh my God, have you seen the new surgeon, Bo Womack? He's dreamy. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Whoa, 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 it's Womack! <laughs> Yesterday was kind of like, um, it's kind of like Governor Ducey's coming out party for the national media. It was like his quinceanera. He oh, was yeah. on display yeah. at the White House. Governor Ducey went to Washington. Sounds like a movie. That does sound like a movie. It just sounds like Yeah. That. He sat in. I, we don't know which room it is, but I get maybe they call it the press room. But it's got those two big ornate chairs. Yeah, he was doing giving great. Giving them the quinceanera feel. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. They have the two big chairs there. President Trump always sits on the right hand side when you look at it. Governor Ducey was to his right, our left. Right. And those big chairs are kind of facing each other. Doctor Burks was on the couch. And they were lavishing praise on Governor Ducey for his handling of the coronavirus situation here in Arizona. And so Governor Ducey, you know, let's face it, if you've seen his press conferences, he uses talking points. He reverts to talking points quite a bit. Well, I mean, I think that's a thing, good thing to do if you're a politician. You should know what you're going to say when you get yeah. up there. So as they're lavishing praise, you know, they kind of asked him how he how he got the coronavirus outbreak under control in Arizona. And you know, Governor Ducey, I, I don't blame him. He was excited. He's in front of the national media. He kept going back to a couple of talking points over and over again. Things like wearing masks, and we've got masks, and then the simple things like washing your hands, not touching your PP, covering your really? PP, right? Dispersing large crowds, right? Not touching your PP, covering your PP. And of course, if you're sick, please stay home. How's it going? We're going to keep our guard up, but there's a real path forward. Not touching your PP, covering your PP. Really a fantastic job in Arizona. We appreciate it. Uh, Everybody knows their part. Right. On washing hands, not touching your PP. Right. Covering your PP. If you're sick, please stay home. Proud of you. That's a great. That's a great success. (laughs) So he was very excited. President even said he was proud of him. Very proud of you. <laughs> yes. No, he definitely came out of there yesterday like, oh my God, that was awesome. Yeah. It was way better than I thought it was going to go. I didn't see the uh, the broadcast of that of that interview. I, I guess I missed that one. Oh, they the, praised him yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. It sounds like it. No, yeah. the PP stuff was in there. I'm quite sure of it. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I, that I wasn't guess. edited. It must have happened when sound I, like No, that. I wouldn't think so. We wouldn't do something like that. That's, we, this is the problem with the media. We're trying to manipulate <laughs> public behavior. Good morning. Listen to Mark in the interview. Paul, when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey, dude, good to go to. 